What was that? Life. Life, right? So if a crying baby kind of like gets on your nerves a little bit, you know, maybe you don't think it's a place uh, for a baby to be in a sanctuary, um, talk with the pastor. Because it was because of him that they're in here. Because we want to, it's not very often that we bring the whole family in together. And uh, we want to celebrate the resurrection and celebrate life today. Uh, so hopefully, I don't know if there's still some outside or not, uh, directing traffic or giving out some, a little bit of Easter candy. But you guys look beautiful to me. And um, if, if your baby gets a little restless, we've got um, the uh, nursery workers that are normally uh, serving in the nursery. Uh, there's some of them stationed out here that will um, help direct you. Uh, but you can blame me if I um, get a little comfortable, uncomfortable, can't speak, uncomfortable with that. So just a quick shout out. Thanks for all that, that um, helped uh, with getting the, the kids together. I, I thought it was beautiful and reciting part of scripture and uh, the guys getting together with um, that song. And, uh, and yesterday, I know not everyone was here yesterday, but we had an Easter egg hunt and what was called an extreme Asian challenge. And it was just a, a, a wonderful day, a uh, beautiful day that God, um, um, see if it was on Friday, we'd had to cancel out because of the storms, but just so beautiful. Now I've got to, um, Bree, I don't know how many mistakes I make daily, but I made one big one yesterday. A guy named Jordan Bravel told, asked me, he said, hey, you want some sunscreen? And I said, no, I'm good. And that was one of my mistakes. I got a little bit too much sun yesterday, but uh, it's, all, it's all good. But thank you for being here. Uh, just, uh, did anybody get um, a red grapefruit um, chapstick this morning? A red grapefruit, a pink? I'm just curious. I just, I just saw it and I threw it in a box and uh, I'm just, just checking. Again, uh, thank you for being here. If uh, you're a first-time guest, please, please make sure you fill out that card for us. But let's get started, guys. Thank you again for being here. Um, just a, a great day, and we celebrate. That song that was um, the, the, the guys did that short skit with, the name of that song is By His Wounds. And that actually comes almost verbatim from a scripture that Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah chapter 53. This is how the verse goes. It says, but he was pierced for our transgressions or our rebellion. He was crushed for our iniquities. Another word for iniquities is, is sin. And the punishment that was brought or that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. Uh, Isaiah 53, 5. Now, Isaiah was born in, um, in the 8th century B.C., he died in the 7th century B.C., which that puts at about 700 years before Christ was even born. So he, he prophesied that all this stuff would take place. And this is just one prophecy, just one that that song was about of several hundred that um, foreshadowed or pointed to the coming of Christ and what he would go through. But we celebrate the, the history and we uh, celebrate the significance of of what this day, this Resurrection Sunday. Now, I'm going to tell you, and I told the group yesterday, I love jelly beans. I love jelly beans. And I don't know if they made them just for Easter or not. I don't know. But today, it's not about jelly beans. And it's not about the Easter bunny. It's about Jesus Christ. And we praise God. He is risen. 
And uh, one translation says he is risen indeed. So we rejoice in that. Uh, let's go to the word this morning. And uh, I'd like to read out of um, Luke chapter 24. All of the Gospels have um, the rendition or a, a retelling of, um, of the author's thoughts and their, their point of view. But uh, we we'll go to Luke today. This is actually the last chapter that's uh, written in uh, St. Luke. Um, I just want to read, uh, actually I'll read several verses today. <clears throat> I hear the pages turning. I love that sound, I don't know if everybody can handle it or not, but I love the sound. Glory to God. Luke 24, uh, begin with verse chapter 1. But very early, but very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So they went in, but they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. They were they stood there puzzled. Two men suddenly appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes. And these men that are referenced here, I actually later on will find out they they really weren't men, but they were they were angels. Let's read on verse five. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, Why are you looking among the dead? For someone who is alive. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee. So again, we echo this, uh, we herald and we, we yell, uh, we proclaim the same message. He is risen. And he is risen in the, this, this victorious story for all of us to enjoy. It's recorded, as I said, in, in all of the Gospels. We could put, pick several scriptures to read this morning. But I, I just want us to realize as we read this, I want us to take a step back. We, the, the people that re, we read about didn't have the privilege that we have. We've got the privilege of the history of 2,000 years and the development of the story. We've got the, the privilege of having the whole New Testament, not just the Gospels. They, they, they wrote the Gospels later on. But as we, as we, it's easy for us to get lost and, and almost say, I can't believe they didn't see it. It was prophesied. They knew, some of them knew Scripture very, very well. But didn't they know? Didn't they know? If we put ourselves where they were at, we'd be, we'd have been the same, the same way. The stories would have been told the, the same exact way. But as we read, I'm going to read on a, a little bit later in the same passage. But the the followers, the disciples of Christ, they had a, a, a plethora of emotions that were going on. They were disappointed. They obviously grieving and in mourning of, of their, their their leader, their teacher, their rabbi. Uh, being uh, being uh, hung on the cross, anxious. Some of them were confused. I'm sure that the the week and the undertaking of the week, uh, they were they were very tired, bewilderment. Uh, we have scriptures that says some doubted, and certainly 
disappointed, heartbroken. There's a long list, and certainly that's not exhaustive what I just went through. But Christ, I want to read where Christ showed himself to a couple of his disciples today. And again, I could have picked uh, several things, but these interactions, the, the one that I, uh, there's several interactions, but the one that I, I'm going to read, it helps us provide us with the, the foundation of our eternal hope in this story. And, the, and it verifies that because of this victory, because of his victory, we also will have victory uh, with, with this, this, um, this life in Christ. This authenticity of the story that Christ rose again, that he was resurrected on the third day, uh, not just proph prophesied, but it, ha it happened. And just so many things we could have read. So I wanted to, to reference, there's, there's a long list that we can make to help verify that we know this is true. It's hard for us to maybe connect with something that happened years and years ago. But as Luke, um, we're reading the, the first book that Luke uh, wrote, which is um, which reading out Luke 24. But the second book that we have recorded that Luke, Luke wrote was Acts. In Acts chapter 1, this is what he, he said. He says, after his suffering, after his meaning Christ, after Christ's suffering, he presented himself to them and gave them many convincing proofs that he was alive. And they appeared to them over, or he appeared to them over a period of 40 days, and he spoke about the kingdom. He came back, he talked with them, he ate with them, he spent time with them, he interacted with them. Some of them one on one, some of them on, uh, as a group. It's just a beautiful story. So I want to read part of the uh, the story. If we stay in Luke chapter 24, but I'm going to begin with verse 13. Remember all the emotions that were going through their minds. As this, this story will depict, they were in Jerusalem, and they were heading back to where they were from. And the town that they were from was seven miles away from Jerusalem, and it was a small town called Emmaus. Luke 24, 13. That same day, two of Jesus' followers were walking in the, uh, to the village of Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem. And as they walked along, they were talking about everything of what had happened. As they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them. Verse 16, but Jesus kept with them from God, excuse me, God kept them from recognizing them. He asked them, what are you discussing so intently as you walk along? They stopped short, sadness written across their face, and one of them, Cleopas, replied, you must be the only one in Jerusalem who hasn't heard of all the things that has happened in the last few days. What things, Jesus asked. The things that happened to Jesus, the, the man of Nazareth, he said. He was a prophet who did powerful miracles. He was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all the people. But our leading priests and other religious leaders handed him over to be content, condemned to death, and they crucified him. And he had hoped he was the Messiah. We had hoped he was the Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. This all happened three days ago. Then some of the women, listen to this now, some of the women from our group 
some of the women from our group of his followers were at the tomb early this morning. They came back with an amazing report. They said that his body was missing. And they said they had seen angels and told them that Jesus was alive. Verse 24, some of the men ran out to see, and sure enough, the body was gone, just as the women had said. Then Jesus said to them, you foolish people, you find it so hard to believe all the prophets wrote in Scripture. Wasn't it clearly depicted that the Messiah would have to suffer all the things before he entered into glory? Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets explaining all the scriptures and things concerning him. And by this time, they were nearing Emmaus. And at the end of their journey, Jesus acted as if he were going on. But they begged him, stay the night with us, since it is getting late. So he went home with them. Verse 30. So as they sat down to eat, he took the bread and blessed it. And then he broke it and he gave it to them. Suddenly their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and at that moment, he disappeared. They said to each other, didn't our hearts burn within us as he talked with us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? And within the hour, they were on their way back to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven disciples and the others who had gathered with them, who said, the Lord is risen. He's appeared to Peter. Later on, in this same reading, Christ is with the disciples. And he says, peace be with you. John wrote, and again, it's the same setting. Christ, he's, he's risen, and now he's interacting with the different disciples. The different, uh, more, more than just the, the 11. But he's interacting with them. And he's trying to give them peace. And this same Jesus, he desires to do the same thing for us. Often we hear words like I'm here read out of John. We hear him at a funeral. But it's alive today. God, through his son Jesus, wants to deliver peace to the followers of his son Jesus. John wrote... The words of Christ, if you have the right, um, a red letter edition, it's the word, it's written in red, it says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not as the world give, do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and let it not be fearful. They said, and I actually believe it's Cleopas and his wife, Mary, it speaks uh, in another gospel about uh, she was one of them at, at the um, at the cross. So that's who the two I believe it is. But it says, "Didn't our hearts burn within us?" And it's not a heart burn like we're taking, you know, a Zantac or tongues or something like that. It's it's the emotion of being uh, the, the 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 draw of your spirit to connect with God. But the many things that that the disciples and the followers of Christ, all the emotions, the grief, the sadness, the, the disbelief, the, the disappointment that he, he didn't show himself to be king as they thought he was going to show himself to be king. And certainly, we, we, I've mentioned it some now. But what, what I read in this is that we serve a mighty and big God. 
that he, he cares not just for his disciples, but that's what we're reading about, that he cares for his disciples so much. And he, he was trying to tell them, hey, I'm leaving. I'm going to come back later on. But as I leave, I'm going to leave the comforter. God's going to leave and send the comfort of the Holy Spirit to be with you. But what, what captures my mind here is how, how Christ took his time to interact with his followers. And he desires to do the same thing. He desires for you to connect in a real, in a strong, in a vibrant way with his son, Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit. There's many things, many stories I could read, but I chose to read, read about the, the road to Emmaus. I could have read about Mary. And when she was, when she was had gone to the tomb, and she's, she's talking to Jesus, and she thinks he's the gardener. He says, what, what have you done with him? But what he says is, Mary. And then she says, Rabboni, or teacher. But just as, just as Christ called Mary's name, he knows each one of our names. Each one of our names. He don't have to, to look your number up. Oh, I can't remember what that number is in the, in the phone. He knows us by name. And he calls us today. He, he desires a close, intimate walk with each one of you. And I don't care where, you're, where we're at spiritually. He desires for it to be closer. If you, if you feel like you're a long, long ways away from the Lord, he wants it to be closer. And if you think you're super saint this morning, he still wants you to be closer to him. I could have talked, uh, spoke, uh, read of the story about Thomas and the interaction there. We know most of us know that story. He's, Christ showed up to the many of the the apostles, and uh, Thomas wasn't there. And he said, "Unless I see, unless I touch, I'm not going to believe that mess." I don't. I don't see some doubted that he rose again, but he he showed himself. <laughs> he showed himself to Thomas. To assure Thomas that this was real. It wasn't a falsehood. It wasn't a lie. The body wasn't stolen and hidden. He was alive. And he wanted to, to assure. And Thomas goes on from that, that point when Christ says, You're going to believe because you see and you feel? He says, Blessed or happy are those who believe yet have not seen. But he still goes. Get the picture. He still goes to Thomas to assure him of the good news and who he is. And Thomas, we, we uh, unfortunately, that's we call him Doubting Thomas. But Thomas goes on from that point, that intimate relationship, that intimate conversation. He goes on and does mighty works for the kingdom of God uh, as a, as an apostle. I could have read where the the interaction that the. the Disciples had eaten with Christ one morning. And after finishing up, Christ says, Simon, or Peter, do you love me? Lord, you know I love you. And then the second time, he says, Simon, do you love me? Feed my sheep, tend my sheep. And then the third time, this time we kind of hit, hit home. Simon, do you love me? And it, that, 
That third time, I think it actually hurt um, some of the translation group that Peter was hurt from this. He says, Lord, you know everything. And as I pause and think about that, God does know everything. What a powerful statement it is. He knows right where we're at. He knows if we're following him. He knows if we're not. He knows if we're sitting here in grief. He knows if we are toting around a, a, an offense that happened yesterday or we're toting around an offense that happened 20 years ago that we should let go and, for, and forgive. God knows all these things. God knows that sometimes we're bewildered and life just, it's, it's been a, a, a curveball to us. And a curveball, sometimes you, you, you got to, it's been a long time since I've seen a curveball, a long, long time. But sometimes if you're expecting, you know, a, a fastball or, 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 or some other pitch and that curveball comes, it catches us off guard. And sometimes in life, we get caught off guard. God knows if uh, you're brokenhearted and the things that we face from day to day, he knows. In closing, this is it's a, it's a different um, guy singing it, but I want to play uh, a song. And it's by his wounds we are healed. It's the same song that the guys did their, their short skit with. But this same Jesus who showed himself to Cleopas, or I'll say the, the two disciples walking the Emmaus Road, the same Christ that showed himself to Mary, the same Christ that showed himself to Thomas and to Peter and to many, many others, He wants to show himself true and strong to you as well. Today's a beautiful day. I'm going to ask that if you connect with this and you need to hear, to feel, to touch this name, God named Jesus. I'm going to open up the altars and have a conversation with him. He desires to communicate with him. I'm going to ask that you bow your heads as this song plays.
was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our sins. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. Yeah, Mother's Day is uh, May the 12th, so uh, we'll, we'll have a, a great day. 
Uh, so please, um, please come back. Um, it's not that far from Vegas or you know other states I can I, I can name. So come back and, and be with us. So. Um, Yesterday, I, I used a word, um, I think, uh, well, let me make it different. I used the word luck or lucky, but I really, I don't believe in that. I don't really believe in chance, and I just feel a little uh, pushed to say this. Our sovereign God knew you would be here today. He knew each one of us would be here today, and it's my desire that uh, whatever the, the Lord, whatever the Holy Spirit desires to, to speak to us today, that all hindrances would be removed, whether it's uh, us uh, and we have our, our ears closed or that's uh, something spiritual that's blocking uh, what the Spirit would have for us to hear. My prayer this morning, uh, my prayer this morning is that our ears would be open. That our spirit would be receptive to, to receive what the, the Lord would say to us this morning. Is that good? Can we come into agreement with that? Amen. Can we come into agreement with that? Uh, I'll take a, a nod or amen. I'll take either one of them. Yeah. Yeah. What you're trying to do there, what I'm trying to do is get you to do a transaction in the spirit. You're opening yourself up to what God we believe God speaks to us, right? Yes. All the time, God speaks to us. Sometimes our ears need to be cleaned out. Spiritual ears. But God speaks to us all the time. This is the way I am. I'm sorry. I'm going to jump out from where I was getting ready to go. How's Brother Leonard doing? He's home. He's not home. Oh, he's at, he's at Winslow's. Okay. Very good. But he's doing better. I believe I've gotten my notes here. Now, now I'm finally getting to the message, okay? So I'm getting ready to start, all right? I think it was March the 21st of this year that um, I was up at a, a training. Uh, Pastor Joshua was there, and uh, it was, I don't know, probably 50 or 60 people there. And um, I was at a round table with, um, with four of the guys. And we were talking about, discussing the resurrection day, we're talking about Easter, that, that sort of thing, and my mind, uh, or, or whatever, whether it's my mind or the spirit, but the, the, just the words, so what's next, came to my mind. And um, so my mind was, uh, the spirit, whatever it, it was, um, so, so what's next, and my mind was, as I said, was on the resurrection and I just began to think about the life and the ministry of Jesus Christ. And you guys, most of us, most of us are here because we believe in the life and the ministry of Jesus Christ. And um, these, these truths that we, we hold so uh, so, so dear, um, we know that they're eternal, the messages, we, we believe that there is one gospel, not a hundred, but we believe the gospel, that he is the way, the truth, and the life, 
Um, there's, uh, there's other stories out there that would point us to a God or, or point us to heaven. But um, we believe that um, Christ is who he said he was. And what is recorded here what in the Gospels of who, he, who the disciples uh, say he, he was. And this is, um, I just read this crazy article. And uh, the lawyer, the lawyer spoke to um, his client, uh, or was speaking about his client. And said she was just faking it till she could make it. And it was, uh, it was a lady named. You can Google it. It's kind of a crazy story. But her, her name is um, Anna Sororkin, and she's from Germany. And she's transitioning from Germany to Paris to uh, New York City. And through her shenanigans or, or through her lies, or she's not embezzled, but kind of um, pulled, pulled money away from people, uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, and now she's in court. But she was just kind of faking it, I mean, because she, she was acting like she was a, kind of a socialite, kind of living a high life, but she was trying to live it off of a borrowed dime or, you know, borrowed thousands of dollars. She even tried to... She even tried to borrow, went into a bank now, tried to borrow $22 million. Uh, it just, it's all fake. But this guy, and I don't mean it derogatory, but this guy named Jesus, he was no fake. He was a real deal. And I was just thinking about how, um, how the, 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 whole, the whole picture the, the, the life of Jesus, the, the ministry of Jesus, and I've just realized I've left my notes up, up in, in front of you, but I was thinking about the, the birth of Christ and how um, the, the verses that we, we, we read so, uh, we read, read and we, we are familiar with, I don't know, Luke chapter 2 at, at, at uh, Christmas time, we, we read, and she gave birth. To her firstborn child and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the end. I think about the teachings of Christ and how um, several times in Scripture it speaks about how the, the people he would, they would say he was finished speaking and the crowds were just so amazed at his teaching because he taught. Was uh, as one who had authority, not as the, the teachers of the law. There was something about something different about this man named Jesus. And I thought about the crucifixion. Paul goes on to write in, in uh, First Thess excuse me, First uh, Corinthians. He says, "When I was with you, he says I forgot everything. I, I decided to forget everything except Jesus Christ and Him crucified." And I'm going to ask the, the people that are in this church today, maybe the, the few that's watching on Facebook, when is the last time, other than Easter and the, the week, the Holy Week or the, the Passion of Christ, when is the last time you really thought about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ? Answer it. Don't look at me like a deer looking at a headlight. Not, not out loud. Well, you can't answer it out loud. But when is the last time you really considered the, the price that he paid for us? What he went through for us? The ridicule, 
the flogging, being nailed to a tree. When's the last thing, the last time you gave true consideration of what he did for us? But this is where my mind went to when I said, so what's next? We know that wasn't the end of the story, him being nailed to a cross. We know last week we celebrated a high note. He's alive, right? And he still is, right? So let's act like it. He's still alive. Yes? He's alive in each one of us. If we've received him as our Lord and our Savior, he's alive. He's still alive even if, he, if you haven't received him. It's, it's, you know. I thought about after the crucifixion, there was the resurrection and how it made, maybe that brought confusion and, and all that was taking place. And I thought about the ascension. Most of us know the story quite well. We thought of, we, we, we read about how Christ came after the resurrection. He, he spent 40 days walking the face, interacting with the apostles, walking around, meeting, uh, talking with the followers, uh, his own followers, uh, some in a group, some on. That's what we spoke about last week, how he desires to connect with us one-on-one. Um, so we praise God for, for that. So after those 40 days, what takes place then? What takes place is what was called the ascension of Christ. And the, the, one of the scriptures that, that, um, that came to my mind or that I looked up that I don't have notes for right now and I'm trying to remember, it says that he, he was there and he, he lifted his hands up. And he was blessing his disciples. He was blessing his followers. And as he did that, it says that he ascended up into heaven. And right after that, the next verse says, and they worshiped him. And then they returned back to Jerusalem joyful. May we have the same thing. May we have hearts of worship and maybe we have hearts God help us to have hearts of joy but it still doesn't end there so I asked the question to myself I said so what's next I don't need that I don't have my notes anyhow so I don't know. so I asked, I asked the question I asked you I said what was next my mind went to the, the 40 days that he was, that he was here uh, speaking uh, to the disciples. And then within that, there was a, uh, is the, the last few verses of, of Matthew chapter 28. And we call it the Great Commission. And the way that reads is, it, it, I call it the, kind of the last huddle, if you will. He pulled, the, the, I usually call them the guys, but it was more than guys. He called his followers together. And he says, go. Most translation says, go therefore. Or you go, therefore ties in with whatever else has already taken place. It says, go and make disciples. And I believe that call is still for us today. For us to, to make disciples, and it says, to baptize them in the name of the Father, the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. And we're to 
they were, we are to, to teach uh, the same thing. So, the last few days, I don't know when this uh, came to me, but the last few days, I, I just, is this a cool table or what? Yeah, yeah I, um, I want to give uh, Tori, I don't know who helps you, but let, let's give her a, a, a hand clap if you can. We may not get the name them, you know, exactly. We might forget somebody, you know, but we, we could start to begin to, to name the names. Well, somebody name a couple of the disciples that you think were sitting around this table as we celebrate it. Judas, okay. Okay. James, Peter. So, but we, we get to, to 12. And I, I, was, uh, I was actually up here... Uh, mornings, you know, a couple times, and Cam had, um, and th thank you guys uh, for what y'all did last week, but Cam's got everybody's name down here, it's kind of strange, but this plate right here, it says Jesus on it, and then this one right over here says Judas. There's no way we're going to replace this man, right? Now, we are to be little Christ, but we're not going to, our, our drop of blood is not going to bring forgiveness for mankind. And God knows, I know we don't want to be this guy, even though there's probably many ways we do um, forsake and uh, betray him, if you know what I'm saying. But for the rest of them, She's got guy, people's names up here so they would know where to sit at. Keith, and Alvin, and James, and Joshua, and Jeremy, and Ricky, and Firma, and Donnie, Nick Bunch, Chris Bradle, and Nick Saka. And I was just thinking... I've already gone through the, the life of Christ and the things that kind of resonate, you know, the, the high notes that resonate with us. But then I said, so, so what's next? Christ, Christ lived, he taught, he died. He rose again. He went back to heaven. And then the disciples went out and spread the good news. And that's why we're here today. But my question is still, so what's next? It, is the story finished? And um, so I had this crazy idea that I was going to invite one or two of these guys up. So this time I'm going to ask Nick Saka to, to come up. Let's give him a hand clap. weird uh, ideas and uh, this has not been rehearsed 
Um, please, please understand that. I have no idea how this is going to go. And, um, but I, I, believe, I believe this will be a healthy time. If you connect and allow this question to resonate in your spirit, so what's next? Nick, I've actually thought about doing this as a radio show and calling it um, WHYH. Welcome this morning. And WHYH is, we're happy you're here. I just came to me. Oh, how about that? <laughs> so, um, yeah, say, um, I know this is different, and uh, just, uh, please, uh, if we uh, step on one another's. Uh, Mic time, just uh, bear with us, and uh, we'll try not to uh, hold you, not unless he's long-winded or something. <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to um, to start um, just, just a minute or two. I've read every, it just came out to me the other day, and I was, I was going around, everything's kind of nice, nice and neat. Everybody's name's printed. Uh, can you hear us okay? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so everybody's name is like flat and laying out, and yours was over on that end, and it was folded. Yeah, now I've moved it. It was folded, and it was upside down. So I want you to, what's the significance of that? Well, Walter, I'm glad you asked me that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> the old life is gone, and the new life has begun. Okay. <laughs> no, there really was no name. I probably was just getting uh, fidgety and, and, and twitchy up here, and then I was told to keep my hands in a certain position. Um, so I was really just doing that. There's no significance in uh, the folding of the paper. Got it. Um, but it did just happen. So. All right. This guy's name is Nick. Nick Saka. And uh, yeah, I love the name Nick. Nick Saka. Um, Nick, I want you to introduce. Not everybody knows you, and so take a, a couple minutes to introduce yourself. Um, tell them a little bit about yourself. My name is Nick Saka. Um, my beautiful wife right there, getting ready to have a, a son. There's my family on the front row as well, or the third row. That's Uncle Tom, Aunt Cookie, Uncle Lynn, Aunt Marty, my beautiful mother Doris, and my handsome father Richard. Um, so they all came to celebrate uh, this new life that we're bringing in. Yeah, a um, little bit about me. Um, Last time I was up here, I spoke um, uh, about getting ready to celebrate 10 years walking back with Christ. Um, so that's also 10 years uh, free and clear of the addiction to heroin and meth. Um, 10 years starting this new walk. Um, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's we're celebrating. independent insurance agency um, so that's 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 how we make a living my wife builds houses um, well she designs them I guess they you know whatever we she, she does a good job with yeah that's the floor and that, that's building houses yes yeah, so they, they need her to build a house she 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 did um, she's wonderful um, 31 getting ready to turn 32 this year um, this will be the third year we're here in Tiger Bay is that is that right? We, we, we met in Charlotte. At it seems longer than that. Yeah, it does. I'm living with this guy. It's tough. Um, it's definitely uh, challenging, to say the least. It's probably why I'm bending things and fidgety. Um, 
No, but it's been great. I mean, I know I thank you all for, for welcoming me. I mean, Tori grew up here, so um, you, you, this is a happy place to be. I know it's a happy home, but um, yeah, you guys are wonderful. Um, I, I work with the youth right now. Um, those are my peoples that were up here singing. They did a wonderful job. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trinity up here. We'll get her to come sing sometime soon. She's got a beautiful voice as well. But yeah, I mean, we talk about making disciples, and, and, and you know that is the ultimate goal. And, and you can tell someone to do something, but until you live it yourself and they see it, um, I know from working with them. And when I was you know, in youth, um, I could see right through stuff. Right, we no fake stuff kind of went through. Um, and so when we talk about discipleship, you know, it's not just about what you say, you know, it is our actions that, you know, that they'll know that you're a Christian by your love. Um, and that's what I'm passionate about, just raising up this next generation so they don't got to make the same mistakes that, uh, that I did, because not many people come out from that. Um, when you were speaking right now, this made me think about, can you, uh, one of, this is a okay time to um, speak to it or not, but about over into the high school, can you say? Oh, yeah, yeah, about? very cool. Um. So when I first came out here, the, I wouldn't say when they first started here, um, but the Lord's definitely put it on my heart. You know, I grew up in a household uh, where my father has owned a business since I can remember. Um, so I grew up in a household that was very goal-oriented. Um, he instilled a lot of um, uh, great characteristics in me that I was able to pick up off him. Um, and so I'm saying that because coming to, to certain areas, um, a lot of people don't grow up with fathers for one. Um, and they're not being maybe raised up to think that there's what's next, almost like what you're talking about here. Um, so I say that to say that we are, I'm, I'm working with um, John A. Holmes right now, um, Wes, the athletic director over there, uh, about setting up a program to help kids and teens that, that, that are, you know, transitioning out of high school, um, you know, maybe played sports or maybe didn't, but just really don't have, um, the proper tools to excel in something they want to excel in, whether it be, you know, be a manager at a restaurant or, or, or you know, open a company or, you know, work up the line at a, um, at a company and, and keep growing. You know, there, there's certain characteristics that um, if those aren't taught to you or instilled to you, um, you know, you, it's hard to learn. Um, and a quick story, I had a young lady in my office on Thursday. Um, she, she is trying to start a business. I think she's 20 or 21. Um, and so I kind of shared stuff that, we, that we're going to start doing at John A. Holmes, and um, she said, man, if this was a, I wish it was around when I was in high school. So basically what it's going to be is, is to help, if you do have an idea, how are you going to cultivate that idea, what are you going to do next with it, um, you know, simple things as far as, you know, being the best person you can be, you know, do, do right, not wrong, you know, the golden rule, um, ethics. Um, we'll talk about business plans if that's the idea of where, where they want to go. Um, uh, yeah, the, the whole goal is to help unlock or tap something that's already inside of you and give you the, the, the proper goals to how to uh, achieve or attain the goals you want to you attain. So, so there's some pretty cool stuff going on. Um, and that was definitely a confirmation um, when that young lady was in the office just because she said, you know, I, I don't know how to do any of this. Um, so yeah, that's that, that's something that's really on my heart is just to help the young entrepreneurs, the young, the young Josephs, uh, to to rise up, um, and just do whatever you want to do, but have the proper steps to do it, so, so you don't go in there blind. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Um,
Last week, were you in church last week? Were you here? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, a couple people had asked me, uh, like, how many that was here last Sunday. We had bumping 140 people here last Sunday, highest number in over 10 years on Easter Sunday morning. So, yeah, hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So last week we were speaking about the resurrection, and uh, so just a question here. Resurrection, ascension, timing. Uh, what, what do you think was going through the apostles and disciples' minds at, at that time? Yeah, um, I'm just talking, you mentioned a minute ago probably a lot of confusion. Um, you know, the Gospel of Mark, we're, we're working through that with the youth and then also with, with the journey sure. class. Um, that whole Gospel is really just about who is Jesus. Um, so the people that walked closely with him, you know, he had the 12, but then he had his, you know, the, the three um, that he took mainly when he would go pray alone. Um, they walked with him, they talked with him, they ate with him, they broke bread, they prayed with him, um, but they still didn't really know who he was. Um, so to ask the question about where the apostles were, I mean, I think it paints the perfect picture. Um, I think Peter said, once Jesus ascended, I'm going to go fishing, you know, so like immediately once Jesus left, he almost went back to his old life because he didn't know. He was almost lost, confused about what, what the next step was because they, they had the, the word right in front of them, walking and talking with him, but they still didn't really have the, um, I, I think, the true knowledge of who Jesus was. Um, so I think they were confused, scared, sad. I mean, they, they, they hid out for a little bit, I believe, you know, because they thought they were going to be next to be crucified. Um, so they were definitely um, in, in a state of shock, I believe. Yeah. Great. Um. I've asked Nick, uh, I, I gave, uh, as I said, we have not rehearsed this, I don't know if you can tell, <laughs> but um, I did ask him to, to read a scripture to us, and what he's going to read now is Acts chapter 11, if you want to turn there, Acts chapter 11, 19 through 27, so this is kind of fast forward, we, we, we uh, spoke about the birth earlier, we, we spoke about the teachings of Christ, and so fast forward, the, the, the disciples are, are on the field now. They're spreading the, the good news. And I've asked uh, Nick to, um, to read a, a passage for us. Uh, uh, Acts chapter 11, 19 through 27. Now those who had been scattered by the persecution that broke out when Stephen was killed traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, spreading the word only among Jews. Some of them, however, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord's hand was with them, and the great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. News of this reached the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived, he saw what the grace of God had done, and he was glad, and he encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first to Antioch. During this time, some prophets came down to Jerusalem to Antioch. Not rehearsed. <laughs> yeah, definitely not rehearsed. I, I uh, opened it up my own Bible, and uh, I was going to follow along when he took my, my own Bible. <laughs> so it was not rehearsed. Technology did not work that time. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, 
speaks about they were first called Christians. And uh, so when I read this the other day, my mind went to, in our society, um, it, it, there's a lot of people who would identify with the name Christ. Um, and is that, is that still a good term for us to use in, in you know, your thinking? Um, I mean, I know you're, you're a Christian, disciple, follower. Um, what's a good, uh, is that still a good, a good name, Christian? Well, I'm glad you asked me that, Walter. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, obviously that's what we are, Christians, right? Um, it, I do believe now, unfortunately, um, the word Christian is, is tossed around too loosely, if I can say that. Um, I say that just because we're supposed to be a Christian nation. Um, everyone will probably, when, when, when you meet them in the street, near the street, the streets, um, the streets, um, they'll say that they, they'll say that they, they are a Christian. Um, but what did Jesus say? That they'll know you're a Christian by the way you act, the way you. I mean, so that I think yes, it's a term that's almost thrown around now. Um, that doesn't have the same meaning that it did, you know, in Acts, unfortunately. Um, and the word disciple, that's a great word. Um, you know, uh, disciple, you're teaching, you're learning, you're trying to be like the one discipling you. Um, you also mentioned follower. Um, those are all great terms. Um, you know, but, but if, we, if, if we stake that claim, we put that on our name badge, and we're not actually doing what those words mean, I think that's what deters people from, from maybe the belief in general. Um, because they see, you know, Mr. So-and-so saying that I'm a believer, I'm a disciple, I'm a follower of Christ, I'm a Christian. Um, but when you see him Monday through Saturday, you, you couldn't tell him different from the world, you know. So the Lord said, be holy because I'm holy, so that means set apart. And, you know, if you're going to take those words and say that you are what this is, you're a Christian, that means you're set apart from the world. But if you act as the world does, I mean, I think that's where that term kind of gets messed up a little bit. Um, I'll even throw another one in there um, that, that I, I'm probably all of those. I mean, I hope I am, but I'm also a lover of Christ. Um, I was going to ask you, what would you call yourself yeah. next? And, and, um, so I so, jumped ahead there. No, no, no. Well, I mean, we've we got the same flow yeah. of thought here. So, um, you know, because I was, when I was, you know, typing a few notes here and, and, and praying and prepping here, um, the word God chaser uh, came, came to my mind. And um, so that, that's kind of how I see you, man. And, um, but yeah, so how, how, how do you identify, how would you describe or identify yourself as a, a follower or how would you, what would you, yeah, the um, name you would use? There's a, there's a few adjectives I'd like to use as well, uh, depending, I think that's an adjective, I don't know. <laughs> Chris would, no, I don't know, I don't, that, that is correct, all right, wonderful. Um, I just don't know that adjective, nouns, and verbs stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I would say I'm, I'm, I'm all three of those, but definitely I'm a lover of Christ. I love Jesus Christ with everything I do. Um, I love him more than I love my wife, more than I love my mom and dad, my aunts and uncles. Um, and that's not bad for me to say that. Um, I, but I do identify more, more with, with, with him being, you know, my bridegroom, uh, my groom, my lover. Um, but then, you know, he also says in John that you are now friends. Um, and so I really believe that at the love I have for Jesus, we've developed a friendship. So I can also identify the, the friendship of Christ, the friend of Christ. Good deal, man. Good. Um, 
as uh, again as I was preparing for our, our sit down here uh, this morning, I was thinking about this. Actually, came to me. Um, what I'm what we'll end up getting to came to me yesterday. I was around here praying, walking back and forth, and, um, just seeing what um, the Lord would say to me, to us today, and. In Romans chapter 8, it speaks about the, there's different gifts within the body. Also, 1 Corinthians speaks to that as well, the gifts of the Spirit. And um, as I was um, doing what I was doing yesterday, whatever it was here, um, I believe I was sitting at this table, maybe where you're sitting. sitting. And I, I know one of the gifts that you um, pursue Scripture says that ye may all prophesy. And uh, I don't know when this was. Um, this was probably like uh, two, um, uh, maybe two years ago. And um, there was a guy, um, if, I, if I recall right, I didn't look back in my notes because I tried to write down um, when somebody gives me a, a, a word, a prophetic word is what I would call it. And the person told me, he says that God would send me uh, a person who would encourage me and would um, hold my hands up uh, like a, a herd or an Aaron in scripture. And um, as I was thinking about our time here, um, whether you're the one, but I certainly believe you're a one of the people that God has sent to me to encourage me. And um, I know you don't realize um, how uh, much you bless me and uh, how you, uh, you encourage me uh, in your pursuit of, of the Lord, um, getting up early in the morning, um, reading the Word, praying, It's just an encouragement to me, and um, as we as we sit here, I want to tell you, tell this group um, of, of, of beautiful people that um, Nick uh, Saka is really special to me, and I'm not saying that um, for any reason except uh, the Holy Spirit. There's seasons in our lives that the Holy Spirit. Uh, puts people in your, your path. I had, I had no idea uh, when, when Tori uh, ran off to, um, I should say ran off, I, we dropped her off. <laughs> that's a long, that's another story, we won't take time for that, but uh, to, to Charlotte, you know, Fort Mill area, that uh, she would hook up, um, meet, marry this dude from Vegas. And uh, but this dude um, that was dressed in black and white for for us to remember um, how how you guys would transition back to um, to this area, and um, but I, I I thank the Lord for um, for you and um, how you've encouraged me, and um, I, I probably haven't told you that in the, you know, privately, but I say I certainly say that now publicly. I appreciate you and I love you, man. And, I love uh, you too, Walter. Yeah. And I, I appreciate the um, the pursuit pursuer of Christ that you are. 
and uh, whatever, I, I was interested to see what you're going to say, uh, you know, disciple or whatever, so lover of Christ, I get it, but um, with that, it, there comes, you know, in, in all this, this thought process, it's, it's, so what's next? Again, I could go over the same thing the, the, from the birth of Christ. I really should back up to the Old Testament. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, I would probably seven, eight hundred years before Christ was born, before Christ was nailed across the that was prophesied that it would take place. So fast forward today, what is it that April the 20th, April the 28th, 2019. So what's next? What is the what is the place that you guys play? I just we just painted just a small picture of what he's doing as followers. As disciples, as lovers of God, that as we walk with Christ, the intention is for us to accomplish and do what we're called to do. We're, we're, we're called to obey what this says. And I believe the obedience, part of the obedience, is, um, is the Great Commission. So, so what's next in your life? What's next in your How are you? And, and look, we, we went back and forth a bit. Um, is Christian still a, a good term or not a good term? But your connection, or are you, are you walking it out? Or am I? You can ask me the same question, but that's where my mind is at. Joe Q or Josephine Q Christian, are we are we living this life just associated with the name of Jesus? Are we, are we truly a follower and doing what this book says? Or is it kind of a long-distance relationship, if you know what I mean? I'm going to ask Joshua if he would come at this time, and uh, I'm going to ask the musicians to come at this time. I was going to uh, ask Nick to give me uh, from our logo, different words for our logo, what's the most important, whether it's worship, whether it's forgiveness, whether it's the Great Commission, I'm not going through them all because I don't, just don't feel like I should do that. But as Joshua plays, and my, my prayer is that the Holy Spirit has, spoke, has spoken to you through this, uh, this little interaction between Nick and myself. 
because I want us to realize what is what is our individual responsibility to the kingdom of God? Because the story still continues. We're still in Acts. Now it's recorded. And it, there's a period there. But in my mind, we're still walking out of Acts. And my thought and my, 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 my push for us is to connect with the kingdom of God because I believe it's much more. The kingdom of God needs us to be connected with not just in, in, not just in name only. We need to be, and not, and look, if this is offensive, I, I kind of apologize, but not very much. The kingdom of God needs the Christians, the, the lovers the, of Christ, the, the, uh, the followers of Christ, the disciples of Christ, to be interacting in the kingdom and not just really sitting on a pew. So my intention here is for you, when this is, a, I don't know how long we'll do this, probably at least three, uh, three weeks, at least that long. So what's next? I want you to feel uncomfortable with where you're at and asking God, what's next? How do I need to connect with the kingdom? I, I, I'm a, it says that the sheep know his voice. And for us, and I'll add again, he's always speaking. And for us to hear his voice and for us to be in tune with it and not just to hear it. This is don't be hearers only of the word, but what? What? Doers. And I ask, so what's next? So if this connects with you, I'm going to ask that you would bow your heads. I'm going to ask that you bow your heads. And if this this uh, this um, it's not really a teaching, but if this is connected with you today, I'd ask that you'd raise your hand. Okay, so the, the altar is open. I'm gonna get you to lift your your hands back up. This altar is open. Because again, it goes back to my first comment. I feel prompted. I still feel prompted. We don't come into a church door. I hope we don't come into a church door. Just to go right back out the same way that we came in. That's not what it's about. It's for us to connect with God. It's for us to mature spiritually. And it's for us to advance the kingdom of God. Because I'm telling you, if we're not helping to advance the kingdom of God, I go back to my, my the same names. Are we really who we are? Is that is that the right term? Are we really a Christian? Are we really a follower? Are we really a disciple? Are we really a pursuer? So if this message is connected with you, and several of you raise your hands, I'm going to ask that you would respond whether to the altar whether to, to Nick or myself, and we'll pray with you. So as he plays, I'm not going to beg, beg, uh, that's not how I operate, but the Spirit of God has spoken to you today, and several of you have raised your hand and remind you of that. I'm just going to ask that you would respond properly. 
please come if you, if you feel the need.